1: We're here I wish filling wish Hi Blue Wire listeners, I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like shannon sharp tony gonzalez travis kelsey and george kittle we'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best subscribe to te1 from blue wire studios today so you're ready for the august premiere what up everybody welcome to another episode of the corner podcast kel dansby here with the old man andreas hale and plenty of wrestling to talk about today. We weren't able to record on Sunday because it was a crazy weekend of combat sports. Also, I was a little bit hungover and drunk. So we had company here visiting us and family that kind of took over uh, that time for me this weekend. Plus with all the craziness of combat sports, the old man has explained that this is a crazy week for him. So. We decided to give you wrestling today and then just do a crazy recap of boxing and MMA uh, come this weekend. So I feel like it's going to come together nicely for us that way. So you'll get plenty of wrestling talk as the show goes on. But of course, what has happened since our last show, last Thursday, it feels like it's Groundhog's Day all over again. Because once again, the sports world, the free world, everyone is talking about the murder of a black man. Now, the details in this may vary slightly, but if you guys have been living under a rock, which I'm assuming you haven't, you listen to our show, so you're pretty smart people. Uh, Jacob Blake shot seven times in his back by an officer. The video went viral, and uh, it also goes to show how many videos there aren't when these situations occur. There aren't available And some of these situations we may never see if someone's not happening to record it. So this one was seen and it's taken on a life of its own. So many different twists and turns. But as always, we'll give our perspective on the matter and talk about some of the general takeaways from what occurred. And that's how we're starting our show today. Dre, I'm not going to lie. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Not, like, uh, of talking about it, because, again, that's, that's our job, right? Like, that's as not, you know, getting paid money for it. It's our job as black men. It's our job as humanity and people to care. I don't care if this shit had happened to a woman or uh immigrant trying to work or someone who's of Asian descent, whatever it may be. This shit is wrong, and it's our job to talk about it when it happens. So I knew we were going to talk about it. I knew I had to follow it, but still this time, this time hit a little different than the last time this, and not that George Floyd wasn't a horrible situation. It started a lot of these same things we're seeing now, but it's just, I, this time I wasn't numb. I was, it made me physically tired.
2: Oh, man, Um. yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been speechless for the past few days. When it happened, I, what was it, Sunday that this video went live? Yeah, it seems about right. Um, right around SummerSlam, I believe. Or was it TakeOver? One of the two. I think it was Saturday. When I first saw it, I was numb to it. And I was like, fuck, not again. I think we talked about it in the group chat. And as the days have gone on, it's felt like an avalanche of emotions where it's like, really? Like, again, after all this shit that we just seen, the past few months like the NBA is back in the bubble with all the messaging you had all these corporations pledge all this money it means absolutely nothing is what we're finding out because none of it changes legislation none of it changes the cops that are behind the guns and squeeze to put a bullet into a black man or woman's back head body or whatever it is none of that is changing so it's exhausting and here we are yet again I don't know how many times we've talked about this on this show, and it seems like it's one time too many every time, And but we're doing it again. And, uh, you know, we're fresh off of the NBA players boycotting—well, not boycotting—striking, to be clear. They're not boycotting. Boycotting is to withhold your uh, finances in support of a business, whereas striking is the workers of said business withholding themselves. And that's what the NBA players are doing. Because we're all tired, and I know some people are like, well, what's the end game?" Excuse my French, but motherfucker, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is anymore because we've told you, we've shown you, you've seen it. We've talked about it. We've cried about it. We've yelled about it. We've, we've burnt down buildings about it. We've peacefully protested about it, and the shit is still happening. So when they say, Well, what's the end game? What do you guys want? We want legislation to change? I mean, I've outlined a lot of these things in our shows previously. I think we should have people from the neighborhood police in their own neighborhoods. We shouldn't necessarily have cops. White cops who've never been in these neighborhoods policing these neighborhoods. That should never happen. I've spoken about it before. It just doesn't make any sense. It's inherent fear. Um, These cops need to be held accountable. Right? But what does accountability look like when, who is it, the deputy sheriff who basically blamed the victims after the 17-year-old white kid shot two protesters dead in the street? He blamed the victims for being out past curfew. (laughs) Meanwhile, the 17-year-old was out past curfew with a gun he was underage at 17 crossed the state lines with a firearm didn't say shit about him so what do we do like what do the players want we want something to happen like we can't keep playing games with this shit like George Hill said well why do we go to the bubble in the first place and people were like well to play ball no because they thought about it they went to the bubble with all these concessions about Black Lives Matter and messaging on jerseys and pledging and all these things and they went to this bubble to be away from their families and as soon as you're away from your family somebody dies again. Same situation. So I don't know, man. I Like, when I looked at our rundown today, I I, I sighed because I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I really don't. I don't (laughs) want to talk about this anymore. Like, But I know I'm going to have to. I've already gotten phone calls to do all these radio shows, and you guys follow me on Twitter, and I've been tweeting about it. But, man, I am tired. I'm tired, and I don't know what else to do. Seven times in the back? And then, I mean, the other issue is you still have... This group of white people, and you still have these like the Tucker Carlsons of the world that they're gonna say things like, Well he had a pocket knife in his car. Word? When did they see that? As they were walking him to his car and shot him before he even got into anything in his car? And if he had a pocket knife, did you really need to put seven bullets in his back? Isn't that what a taser's for? There's so many things wrong with this. So many things. And we keep going through the same cycles. Now, now it's gonna be a political tool for Biden and Kamala and Trump and Mike Pence to use as a campaign. But what are they really going to do about it? That's all I want to know. What are you like? What are you going to do about like defund the police is a real thing. It needs to happen. You got to start from scratch. These motherfuckers ain't shit. There's a lot of good cops out there, but I'm sorry. It doesn't take too many to ruin everything. And this is ridiculous. And I have to sit here and worry all over again. You know, like, man, listen, 2020 is trash. Like, it's absolute trash. Kobe Bryant died at the beginning of the year, and we were like, man, that's the new story of the year. No, what the hell it's not. It yeah. is August. We've had a pandemic. There was a hurricane that just touched down in Louisiana. These are secondary stories now. Racism wins again. How does a pandemic blow a 3-1 series lead?
1: You, they, like, yo, the pandemic couldn't stop the NBA from coming back. Or missing games. But you know what? Racism did.
2: Again, again, like we're again, we're doing this again. So it's it's tiring, man. And um like as you guys know, like one of the first people I talked to as this was happening was Big E. Like as it was happening, I was talking to Big E. We was joking about a fight. And he was like and I text him the video, I was like, You see this shit? And he was like, He saw it and he was he just I I didn't hear from him for a minute. And you know because every week he's been wearing the armbands with different people's names on them and um he's devoted to keeping this in the conscious but he's tired like i have friends in the industry they're tired every, nobody knows what to do anymore like we did all of this and it happened again?
0: again in another state
2: in another state like you you just pick a state this is crazy like at this point
1: if you're an officer You should be on high alert to be by the book, right? It's kind of like a person who's cheating on their girlfriend. Like you're cheating. She looks through your phone. She catches you. Okay, if you're going to cheat again, are you really keeping shit in your phone? Like at this point, you know, when you're on high alert, it's kind of time to stop, stop cheating, but no officers are just like, no, fuck it. We know everyone has cameras. We know Black Lives Matter is a big topic right now. We know what happened to George Floyd and countless others, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Let's follow a black man from what appears to be a curb. I don't know how long they followed him before then, but off the curb, he's walking away. If he's a threat, If for any reason you know he has a warrant off rip, which by the way, the people who say that stupid shit, even if he does have a warrant, you got to be in your car to run his license to figure out he has a warrant. You got to run his license, run his name, and then get his criminal history. Being able to ID a black man and just be like, you know what? I think that guy has a warrant is fucking racist. FYI. So, without those tools at their disposal, I don't know how they would know this man has a warrant. Or a knife in his car, because he wasn't in his car. But for any reason, if you're still threatened by this, at that moment, regular seeming black man, then there's better ways than to follow him, all three idiots, I will call those cops idiots because no one had common sense, to follow him, wait for him to get to his car, reach inside of it, and then shoot him in the back, because you were threatened by a knife that then ended up on the floor of his car. When you could have taken him down if you had to. Long before he ever reached the car. I'm sure the three of them could have finagled something. That's not common sense. They had the guns drawn already. They were tasing him. Don't let him get to the car if you think in the car your life is going to be threatened. The man turns his back to you. As soon as that happens, he can't defend himself. Take his ass down. It makes no sense sense whatsoever let alone
2: shooting him seven times well you know there's also this issue that we continue to have you know when you have a kid right you got a kid i have a daughter when a kid does bad and you say something you put them in the corner let's say you do that shit and they do the same shit again and then you go all right i slap you on the wrist and they do the same shit again eventually you have to ramp up the punishment it may not be physical you know maybe you ground them for a week or for a month the 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 the, uh, the consequences for a cop killing a black man in America or a black woman in America are none, so that's why they keep doing it. There's nothing to worry about. Brianna Taylor's murderers still haven't been arrested. So if you continue to if there is no if it's basically a get out of jail free pass without even having to go to jail or you sometimes even seeing a judge or the inside of a jail cell or anything, why wouldn't they stop killing? The consequences aren't there. That has to change there have been too many cops that have gotten off for killing black men and women in this country that it's a free pass so if i'm let's just say i'm a white nationalist right or let's just say i'm an aspiring cop like the 17 year old fuck who just had a, an assault <laughs> rifle
1: what, an, what a headline
2: like yeah i know right but why wouldn't you be a cop there's no like if i'm a regular civilian i go out there and kill a bunch of black people you know i might get taken to get a burger or something but and i'll go i'll go to jail though dylan roof went to jail he lived though which is crazy he lived but he went to jail but if i'm a cop and i do the same thing and say you were threatening my life i get off i might get relocated to another position i might still get my pension but i'm good i can still work i'm good i don't have to go to jail so if i'm a white nationalist racist motherfucker who wants to kill black people or minorities in general i'm a cop there's no accountability there there's nothing that happens to them so yeah, I don't want to spend too much time because we got so much wrestling to talk about and this is really exhausting but it's like, again and I'm sure we're going to have a longer show talking more about all this stuff but I'm tired, dog I am exhausted
1: uh, Yeah, I'm tired of it um, I have no faith that it's going to be the last which is now I'm now pessimistic about you know this changing anything in the immediate sense so I, I don't think this is going to be the last. Um, the other thing I have noticed, though, is that my, ah, fuck them, list is growing exponentially by the day. Granted, Whitlock has been on this list. i am got to touch on Whitlock. But today we saw Brian Erlacher add himself to the list. Countless people at MMA have seemed to add themselves to the list, uh, including led by Captain Covington. Surprise! Surprise! No shock. I hope Willie takes his fucking face off, and I don't care if I'm supposed to be objective and professional in my field. I I I hope he gets mollywopped, and not even not even like in the fifth round, the first or second. If Willie doesn't let the hands go, I don't give a fuck. We fight, I'm fighting Tyron Woodley. Look, but well, the reverse right back. I need backup.
2: I'm, but listen, <laughs> listen, I'm duffing him on the way to the octagon. You don't even get to fight Woodley.
1: Easy. Like, nah, like, he really thinks shit is sweet right now. It it's not. It's not a game. He's he's the last person who believes in cave fame. And and he's taking this gimmick 18 steps too far. So yeah, nah, I don't fuck him. Um
2: Terry Cruz again. Oh. Fuck Terry Cruz. Come on, muscle ruckus. Come on, dog. Come on. You know really? what they said? I hope they boycott uh
1: magic, magic city. city like what the fuck are you talking about terry cruz
2: listen listen what did i say like i tweeted this what is the, tw- the slogan for 2020 read the room what the fuck are you doing talking about titties when people are dying what's wrong with you what oh is God wrong with titties you? yo like, so somebody said yo, yo i think <laughs> my man uh jerry barrow said <laughs> tweeted uh how come you can shake your titties and you're mad at them because they can't i was out <laughs> Yo, that's so real.
1: Oh, the guy's a fucking idiot too. Like, I Terry Crews. If there's a list, he's on it three different times. Man. I don't know his full government name. If it's like Terrell Crews, put the government, put the stage name, put everybody's name. I don't care. He's just he's the worst. And then personally, which is funny, in my uh like high school group chat, someone. Was like, yo, I'm leaving. Don't add me back to the chat. Because we were talking about how fucking ludicrous this is. And they're like super Republican all of a sudden. Six months, past six months, they've gone completely super Republican. And like a couple months ago, I had to tell them, like, yo, I don't give a fuck if you're Republican. I like, got known you since high school. You've been a million different things. You used to fucking dress like Slim Shady. Like you the parents of your long-standing girlfriend fiance, are immigrants if you want to be fucking far-right republican and she stays with you god bless i don't care who you vote for i was like this isn't a political issue this these are bad people doing bad things and are racist in the white house i don't care what party he's with And people can't see past that. And he removes himself. I was talking to a friend, I was like, yo, it's weird that when you don't even want to block them, the truth will make them block themselves. Because they'd rather plead ignorance and stay in their bubble of people talking stupidness than hear the truth somewhere, even when it's not aimed at them. Yeah, It's impeccable, impeccable. So yeah, I, you know. Uh, fuck them. list is, is, is looking strong at the moment. But nonetheless, time to get off of this topic and talk about a different list. And that's a list that only the cover has dropped. I'm interested to see the full list shortly, but we can talk about the cover. And that's PWI's uh, 500 for the past year, covered by John Moxley. So we have to talk about that and the rest of pro wrestling. We're going to take a quick break. You guys don't go anywhere when we come back. Tons of wrestling to get to stay right there.
2: Okay, guys, we'll be right back. But look from tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne CBD products. Started by
1: Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help you soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary TheraGun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. Dera one test their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use Therawon's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm, for targeted relief and sleep tincture to drift into a
2: deep night's sleep and now through labor day monday september 7th Theraone is offering our listeners a buy one get one free for all Theraone products but you've got to go to theragun.com bluewire if you don't love what you get from Theraone, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase this is not something Theraone is likely to do again so buy one get one free at theragun.com bluewire but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire.
1: All right, just like we said, quick break, we are back. I need to change the vibes in the room so you know what that means. Time to crack the claw. Dre, cheers to you, cheers to everyone listening. Let's uh, get out of the funk and let's get back into some good old wrestling. John Moxley covering uh, PWI's 500 for this year. Granted, it's been a weird year. I'll give it that. Like, no New Japan really, no ROH. It's been odd. New Japan gave us like Wrestle Kingdom and that was it. So, to have Wrestler of the Year, it's really a three promotion race. And I include NXT by themselves. So, it's AEW, NXT, main roster, WWE. But when I'm trying to remember this, to me, I'm not sure if John Moxley's in the top five of this year.
2: This is this is hard, man. Like I, I looked at the when I saw it on the cover, I was like, no, absolutely not. And then I thought about it. And I was like, Well, who else is there? So me, me personally, my personal number one is Drew McIntyre. If you look at this year. Okay. Drew McIntyre won the title. He looked phenomenal in the Royal Rumble. He looked great against Dolph Ziggler. Um He's delivered excellent promos, except for like this past week. He's been really corny. But aside from that, he's had a really good year. Um, spent most of the year undefeated. I don't know. Has he lost this year? I can't remember. Drew? Yeah. No, no he hasn't lost at all. No, no, He's a champ. I can't think of somebody who's had a better year than Drew McIntyre. Uh, New Japan disqualifies themselves. NXT is weird because who did Adam Cole wrestle this year? He was undefeated. Yeah, but who did he wrestle? Cole lost to Keith Lee, and they had what, what, what was it? That, the, he uh, lost
1: like two weeks ago. So yeah, and that was a pretty good match. Um, I don't know who he wrestled uh, in your house. Tyler, sure, he's not memorable.
2: Even. Like nothing is memorable, right? I don't. It's a little more memorable than Moxley. I, what I, don't, I can't I don't look, know. look. Moxley won the title this year. He hasn't lost. And they Cole take- was champion
1: the entire year. Yeah, if me, not the the longest reigning champion,
2: right? But that goes to a previous year.
1: Look, oh, Velveteen Dream, um, and him had a feud. Ugh, okay, in like a street fight. Yeah,
2: that was that good.
1: That wasn't a great match. So,
2: know <laughs> so this is the uh, first uh, time. This is the did. first time in a long time that I am very comfortable with a main roster, and I hate using the word main roster with a WWE television guy being number one on a pro wrestling list. I'm very comfortable with this. I don't think anybody's had a better year than Drew Mack. I'll give you Drew Mac
1: as maybe like my number two. One by the way, my number one is Keith Lee.
2: Hmm.
1: No one's had a better year than Keith Lee. yeah see, Keith it's hard and, because and if this list goes from this time last year through this time now,
2: that's different. But this is Keith only 2020. Still,
1: it's but twenty twenty is not over and the list comes out. So it it's a calendar year yeah well it's like june to june i think we did this last year it's june to june keith lee had the royal rumble spot survivor series spot uh, a run through nxt where i don't know if he even lost that became the f- first double champ simultaneous so i mean you, you look at his run through keith lee had the best year in pro wrestling he's de- if he's not on their list one through five it's criminal But I think he would be number one. The only problem is he wasn't the top guy in NXT long enough, and they kind of take into account wins and losses and being the guy in a promotion.
2: Yeah, dog. It's it's a weird year. Like if it like I need to see the list. So if it's legitimately from let's say August to August, because Keith Lee had the phenomenal. Yeah, August to August. If it's Survivor Series included, but then you have to include Adam Cole because Adam Cole closed out last year strong. Twenty twenty is just a very strange year period
1: that's fair i wouldn't put moxley ahead of jericho yeah oh
2: well for this year yeah for this year you put moxley ahead of jericho if it's all if it's just 2020 yeah but if you count last year i stadium the
1: stadium stampede joint um jericho's feud with moxley with the eyeball shit i think it was probably moxley's best feud of the year jericho was also in wrestle kingdom I but see Moxie. I can't point did to Moxie, say, Moxie man, had better matches.
2: Moxie was the IWGP uh uh he was United States champion too, right? This year? Was yeah, United States year? champion. Yep. So he was champion in two different promotions. I like I could see why he's there. I just don't agree with it. I, I'm just I feel like Drew Drew Mac is the guy.
1: And that I, I like Drew Mac.
2: I keep saying I mean, it and it sounds so weird for me to say it, but dude.
1: Randy like, Orton's had one hell of a year.
2: Yeah, it's like even even with Randy Orton, like if we do 2020, because WrestleMania, that match sucked. The greatest wrestling match ever was actually pretty good. But I, it's just, I keep going back to Drew Mack and everything that he's done. Like he's like beating Lesnar the way he did. Like, again, the Ziggler feud. Like the Royal Rumble, his showing at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm comfortable with Drew Mack. Keith Lee, we're going to talk about this in a minute. I really hate how they've handled Keith Lee. Keith Lee should be the top guy.
1: Yeah, Keith, Keith Lee talked me off the off the ledge though. Like, if the man says trust him on Twitter, I gotta trust him, even though I don't trust the head honcho.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust. It. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to it. But Keith, if Keith Lee could have had the sustained run that I wanted him to have, and if it could have happened maybe earlier or late, I don't know. But if they could have treated him like a top guy, easy. But like these this past week, and I know a lot of people are like, well, he, we'll talk about all that, but keith lee is like the guy i don't like this is this is almost a layup he and should I be think the guy he
1: still had the best year out of anyone <laughs> even i mean when did they miss maybe they stuck him in the die jack feud
2: a little too long yeah i mean that's really it like he should be top three you could put him anywhere in the top three and i'm totally fine with that if he's one i'd be fine with that too it's a weird year and that's why look, there's no clear-cut guy because usually like, if Naito didn't lose the evil, might have been Naito. That whole evil shit, I don't know where they're going with
1: it, but... Yeah, they whacked themselves out with that. Osprey being stuck and not wrestling. Yeah. Hurts. It's weird. Um, Kenny Omega being in a tag team, just kind of like, all right. It, uh, yeah, the competition isn't, like, stiff this year. Nah. Because there's not enough people working, and AEW spent a lot of time, you know, forgiven by you, of course, building kind of awkwardly this year. They're learning on the job, though. But, I mean, it's been awkward shit going down. Still, and we'll talk about them next, I still don't really know what they're doing. I'm not sure if they know what they're doing. I can't make sense of it. And they have a pay-per-view coming up, so, I mean, they gotta figure it out. But even with, like, Moxley, it's like, you held two belts, but... Did you do anything memorable with both belts?
2: No, that's, that's been their problem. The problem is yeah, at the his, top. His
1: Jericho feud is is the best. They didn't let him. They didn't let him cook really. Because I, I mean, again, on the mic as a character, Moxley, Ambrose, however you want to put it, he can build a feud. Wrestling, like pure wrestling, has never been his forte. But they haven't given him anything sustained to do that. Shit, his best match was in New Japan, where it was, like, death matchy. Yeah.
2: Right? It was him versus uh, Big Red. Big Red guy. I mean, the, yeah, the Lance Archer match, the ECU match. Archer. Like, when, when Moxie's beating the shit out of people, he's really good. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, fuck it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about AEW. Um,
1: it was on Saturday. Yeah. Um, for those who care about ratings, they kind of remain the same showing that aw has their core audience no matter what because there was a lot of other shit on they could have watched
2: yeah i mean look the show was it was a good show it was a good dynamite. right i'm totally fine with it i liked it uh this moxie mjf thing i keep saying it feels like it's too soon because now you're kind of painting yourself into a corner with this one because i really like mjf and i really don't think it's time for him to be the champ and it's not time for him to lose either. So I don't know how they play this. Moxley as a whole, in which we've talked about this week after week, he just hasn't had a big feud since Jericho. Everything's like quick. So if this thing with mjf doesn't last longer than all out, they're fucking up. It needs to be a sustained feud. I don't know how they're gonna play it though. But it needs to be something longer than one match and then they move on. Like Moxley hasn't had any rematches. He beat Brody Lee, no rematch. <laughs> He, he beat brian cage no rematch everybody he beat darby allen no rematch where's cage where is cage i don't know where cage is okay um uh, i guess we'll see soon no well he was on with uh um that was like last week so he just wasn't on this week
1: <laughs> okay
2: he just wasn't All on right. this week but uh
1: it's it's a drastic drop from challenging for a title to having to build you up from scratch why wouldn't you just build them up from scratch in a again in a promotion where wins and losses matter a lot of people who are just new are challenging for belts it
2: just dude everybody now everybody has the same problem aw has this problem nxt now has this problem and oh, wwe has problem. with the exception of drew mack he's the only person who doesn't have this problem they all the raw i mean smackdown nxt aw I won't count Impact um, in New Japan. Well, now New Japan, too, evil. You have guys at the top, and th- it's just, it, they, they put themselves in this weird corner by putting titles on certain people. It's too soon for some guys. Some guys aren't having sustained feuds. Nothing is memorable at the top of anybody's cards. Nothing.
1: No. I mean, shit. We'll get to The Fiend and
2: all that in a second. I... No, yeah, Drew Mack is it. Everybody's everybody's a mess. So, AEW, Brody Lee beats Cody. That's the main thing here. Demolishes Cody. I love that he demolished Cody. Because I didn't see that coming. He murdered Cody. I love that. Here's my problem with it. This shit should have happened before he feuded with Moxley. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. They're working ass backwards. Why, Why would you knock his stock down by having immediately feud with moxie then lose and then he kind of spins his wheels for a few weeks with his colt cabana shit and then he just destroys cody now i get it he's built back up now but if he would have done this in the first place we would have all bought into him as a killer and we yep. would have been like yo when he when Mox that's a guy who moxie will need to face but Mo- now moxie's already beat him so we're, i think we're coming to the point now where moxie almost has to drop the title because he's beat everybody. We need new feuds. We need to heal with the title. I mean, at this point, I think he just
1: keeps beating everybody. Like, until... Until you get the belt off of Omega. And you can let Omega have a solid singles run. Because sooner or later, Kenny has to be your guy.
2: I mean, that that's going to happen. And I feel like we're kind of slowly getting there.
1: Yeah, slowly. And I think... Who's better than Moxley then to go over? Like, MJF ain't going to hit the same, right? Not right now.
2: Not right now. It's too soon.
1: Yeah, like, so if Omega's ready by February, maybe they have fans in attendance. But if he's ready by February, pay-per-view, or something like that, then Moxley holding a belt for, I guess that would only be a year. It hasn't been that long. No, it's just he's burnt through four feuds, so it feels like forever. Exactly. Therein lies the problem. But it hasn't been that long. Holding a belt for a year, like Cole held the belt for a year, I felt fine. I wasn't like, I was at the point Keith Lee, I was like, nah, I think they could both win. Or like, give me shenanigans or something, you know, keep, keep him with the belt. In which he might get the belt back. We'll talk about that here in a second too. But you look at it and it's just like, right? Like, You have to bridge a gap Sooner or later Between Moxley And Omega And I think that was the first feud they teased Mm Because Moxley attacked Omega At double or nothing And we didn't really see anything of that They had their match
2: Really? Was it good? Remember the glass table? Moxley put him through the glass table
1: That was good It was good Yeah, you can revisit that I don't care It wasn't a title feud No Give me that again So it's It's weird to me. And Moxley's kind of a tweener, so I guess you can put, like, the leader of, like, an evil faction against him. Um, Like, Brian Cage was a heel for Moxley. Moxley can face baby faces. He can do whatever he wants. So there's a lot of options. It's just they're not building anyone to be next. MJF kind of came out the blue. Yeah. So if he doesn't win, who are you building that feels like someone that can beat Moxley? I don't think they're building
2: anyone. I I don't know because he burned through feuds. Like, Cage was a guy who showed up, and you would have have been perfectly fine to see Brian Cage just beat up on people for a few months. I'd have been perfectly fine with that. And then, like, you work your way to the feud. Like, this is happening in every damn promotion right now. They get a guy, he's new, and they shoot him right to the top. Why? Slow builds are always a better build. I don't understand, like, the rushing of the build. Now, Brody Lee beating Cody. I'm curious what the end game here is with Cody. Is it an injury? Because I said this before. He needed an injury angle to get off TV. This was probably it. But I'm not entirely sure where they're going with this. I'm perfectly fine with Brody Lee carrying the title, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, this whole Dark Order thing. Like, even though Dark Order having great matches, like they, they started to have like really good matches, the concept of the D- Dark Order is just fucking whack. <laughs> like, what is it? Why are we yeah. doing it? We're not and then, tr- I don't know. Uh, we're recruiting people to do what? It was like- I completely
1: forgot, by the way, AEW is on right now. So I just got like an alert um, from something that happened to AEW while we're talking about it. And it looks like we have finally gotten the Hangman Page heel turn. Well,
2: I mean, so, this is almost inevitable. But all
1: right. Yeah, so that starts tonight. But no Cody heel turn with him. Not yet. Cody's hurt. If or, I mean, no, not Cody, but um, no Omega. No. He'll turn with him. So that'll be the dissension, I'm guessing? We, dude,
2: they are planting the seeds. Tully Blanchard being with uh, uh, FTR.
1: Oh, like don't talk me into Tully Blanchard.
2: I mean, but they're planting the seeds and Adam Page being with them and Omega. Like, Omega's been teasing, like, heel stuff, too, the way he, he, he just beats up people and, like, the things that he does. It's a whole big gray area now that we're getting closer to All Out we'll see where this all goes their tag division is better than anything else that they have on the, on television right now and, oh
1: easy And orange I mean their women's division is non-existent yeah
2: orange cassie's been great but they're getting dangerously close to overexposing him. Mm. they gotta slow down with him mm. because if you have him on doing stuff every week at a certain point it's like well what's next for him like he's gonna come out of this jericho feud and then what I don't want to see him doing too many segments. I don't want to see him on TV too much unless you have a plan to put him in position to try to challenge for the US, t- the t- TNT title, whatever the fuck it's called, or something else. Because, okay. honestly, the feud for Cassidy, because I've seen this before in the indies, is MJF. That's the feud. But they're not really ready to do that yet. No. I mean, MJF, if he loses the title feud and then goes into a feud with Cassidy, is Another blow-off feud. Yeah, I mean, they have to, again, they have to extend that. Oh, can we also talk about how MJF's promos have been great, but his handler, that dude, whoever he is, I can't think of his name right now, That's his. that speaks on, on his behalf was, oh, yeah. oh, my God, so good. <laughs> like, this, everything, everything about the MJF system right now is great. It just can't lose the moxie, but it also can't win because we haven't really seen mgf in like a ton of great matches his match was jungle boy at whatever pay-per-view was double or nothing maybe was excellent but other than that we haven't really seen a wrestler i'm not ready for him to carry the title but promo wise character wise this whole political campaign shit, it's working all that is working they just gotta figure this Moxie thing out he's just got like this feud has to last like till november at least till elections yeah, I mean that's the gimmick,
1: right? Yeah. Like I don't know if you have him go over though. Like he's just not really the good guy in this case. No. You, so it's I don't know, it's it's a great gimmick. A gimmick I think again slow burn, right? It's a gimmick that could have burned through the mid card and, and really got some sizzle. I hope that he has enough assets to extend the feud with Moxley. We shall see. And by that, like, he's a guy who can win by DQ, or, you know, get DQ'd instead of losing because he got the big brute in his corner. You know, and, and then Moxley has to fight him again, and you can, he can talk his way into it and make the promos. It's, it's so simple but yet so difficult, it seems like, right now. Yeah. Because everything's being overthought. I do love the tag division still, obviously. I think... One, either FTR or the Bucks probably FTR will become champions I think they told great stories there even without the old men and Hangman Page is going to be propelled into one of the title pictures
2: yeah if
1: he goes against Moxley though I think
2: he loses again yeah see I think the smart thing is to keep Hangman away from the title right now just do character development as a heel everybody doesn't need to fight for a title as soon as they turn or get hot there's better ways to do this. They'll figure yeah, it out. That's smart. I hope. Yeah, I mean, patience. I'm not even gonna say they'll figure it out. I just hope they figure it out. <laughs> I hope they figure out. Patience. Uh, let's talk about NXT. Oh Christ! What? This is is not often where I say, "Hey, NXT." You go. Oh Christ! No, it's not. It's not. Until this takeover,
1: I have to. Be, I... And this takeover itself didn't bother me. Mm. By it. it wasn't their best. It wasn't. It wasn't overly great. It was okay. Yeah, that's the problem. We're used to it being
2: incredible. I would say In Your House was better and they gave it away for free. This this is crazy to me. Because now it's just all the uh the remnants of them counter programming AEWs taken away from what's supposed to be their big product, which is takeover. Yeah. Instead, like you look at this takeover, right? The ladder match was okay. It was okay. Like I don't even want to necessarily go down everything like super duper in depth. But the latter match was just okay. Yeah, it was okay. Damian Priest winning and getting a bottle of Corbells, very cheap, but uh, whatever. He he's champ. Cool. But it wasn't a match that I'm like, wow, I really remembered that. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai. That wasn't memorable. Just oh, a, I thought that was a pretty good match. But it it wasn't was it one of Io Shirai's best? No. No The winner was never in doubt So it lacked a lot of drama It was I mean it was good work But takeover work Takeover work Is supposed to be Great work Something has happened Between Even right before The television deal Where takeover Started to become Really good Versus from like 2014 to 2018 Where it was like The best shit on television Hands down Yeah Now it's just like all right. What else do we have? Uh, Balor, Thatcher. I didn't, dog. I didn't care about that match. Like I watched it and I was like, the stakes don't matter. And usually when they have a match like that between two guys that you're like, oh, this could be a really good match. I didn't remember it.
1: I I thought it was good. Balor at points forgot to like sell the limb work. That's all Thatcher has. Exactly.
2: And when you don't do joint
1: manipulation, what's and you don't sell it, yeah, it gets a little weird. But it's one of those matches that. Again, and we'll get to this here in a hot second. If you're building Balor with an edge, even as a baby face, these are matches that give him credibility. And beating Thatcher, where I mean, he's a guy who's a brute, just a brawler. Like showing that you can overcome that type of match, or facing a big guy like Damian Priest, who's now a champion, and beating him at in your house, you're showing Balor build back up. So that's a slow burn. You talk about slow burn, this is a slow burn. Having Balor beat multiple different types of athletes. So I, th- I thought it was cool, outside of Balor forgetting to sell shit. Like he kind of wrestled the match, like he was the demon. Dude, it was so weird, man. Like he was, at the end he was just no selling shit. So that, that was a bit odd. We touched on the uh, ladder match, which I thought was good. Pre celebration was good. Pre celebration was good. Uh, again I like babyface priest style. kinda
2: of like, I kinda do fucking, too. Yeah. The Bottle of Corbell was funny though, in the picture with Triple H. I was like, Really? <laughs> you can give this man some more wet something? Listen, it's a pandemic. What you are a snob
1: for For uh, champagne and mimosas and shit. Hence, I had to buy you a hundred (laughs) plus dollar bottle of champagne (laughs) for our brunch bet. But you are a snob. I've had plenty of Corbell in celebration. Come on, man. You just won the North American title.
2: You better not give me no goddamn Corbell. (laughs) I'm correct. What did Jericho have? He had generic bubbly. He had his bubbly. At least, it been, dude, it's Corbell. Like, I know, like, if I win, let's just say I win, like, a podcasting award, and you guys come with a goddamn Bud Light, we're fighting. Straight up. we fighting. Oh, you bougie. I am. I earned something better than I could afford. I like, I could afford a can of Bud Light. Don't do that. Don't give me Corbell. But anyway, yeah, the celebration was good. What else? Is there anything else before the main event? Yeah. Adam Cole versus Pat oh, McAfee. Oh, goddamn, you're right. Okay. All right. I take back a lot of things that I said because McAfee actually looked good. My problem with the match still stands. There's too much offense against a, the longest reigning champion in NXT history. But that's a minor quibble because this match was much better than it had any reason being.
1: Yeah, Cole can wrestle a paper bag at this point.
2: Yeah. He's coming it's, Ooh, he's come along. It's a
1: bushy right. levels of good.
2: You know what's crazy? Adam Cole was a guy when he when he became Ring of Honor champion. Yep. A lot of us were like, eh, it's very Jay White. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched him, we are like, "Ah, he's alright. Even when I watched him in PWG, I was like, "Yeah, he's pretty good. But, you know, then he went to ROH and the Bullet Club thing, we were like, ah, I don't know. I don't know about him being the head of Bullet Club. Remember that? It was like real quick. Yep. And then, like, he, his best work has come in NXT. I don't know what happened. Because he, he's had great work before, but he grew up.
1: He was 24. Dude. like you don't realize how young he, I mean, he was like 24 25 there it's just so happened that his friends kevin owens or you know the mount rushmore's of the world all these groups uh you know red drag and all that they were so established already not that they're that much older than him that when he got down with these different groups even in pwg roh he gets over there he's wrestling all of these guys who he's friends with and it propels him to this different status and then he gets the Bay Bay thing, and it's like, okay, like he's getting something. But even then,
2: he was wildly young. It's, so he's just hitting his stride. He's hitting his prime. He's, he's looked really good. And yes, this match with Pat McAfee, in a vacuum, taking away the <laughs> fact that Cole had been the longest reigning champion, should not have been competitive. Like you said, it should have been a squash match. But it wasn't. And the fact that it wasn't, and then it ends up being a decent match, speaks a lot to Cole. Speaks a great deal to McAfee, though. Because McAfee even sold well. He did. You know what? It, it goes to show, and this isn't like, again, not
1: every NFL athlete can just do everything. But when you are an NFL athlete and you put your mind to something, you could be very good. Like, the athleticism, this is athleticism from a punter. And this motherfucker is more athletic than 90% of the people in this world. Yeah. Like, he was a punter. So that's, that just goes to show, like... If you go straight 40-time weightlifting with Pat McAfee, he's arguably, like, what, top 15% in the PC right now? Well, in terms of especially with success in pro athletics and where he's been, he's grown to, like, the guy's an athlete, and he showed it. I I was impressed he took it seriously. Yeah, I was too. This wasn't gimmicky at all. And i love the dive off the top.
2: He's got a future. If the, if the man wants to commit himself to pro wrestling, he's got a future. Unlike Rob Gronkowski, who came, won a title, and said, I'm going yes. to play football again. That was a complete win. That was
1: gimmicky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joking, dancing down the ramp like an idiot. No, Pat came out, came with his NFL homies, in which AJ Hawk lost half a man, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> AJ Hawk looks like ROH CM Punk. It's crazy. He's like 130 pounds. That shit's crazy. Um but outside of that, like I, I thought it was really good.
2: he could lose the dorky knee pads. Yeah, the, the gear looked terrible, but the, the
1: gear work was wasn't good. great. Yeah, yeah, but the work was good. So I can't can't be mad at him. And then yeah, main event. Oh. So <sighs> I like both people in main event. I didn't think it was a bad match. I did. I would say it was probably the worst match of the night though. This was a bad
2: match it wasn't bad here's why considering the two talents there in the ring considering the work that we've seen Keith Lee do in this promotion and outside of this promotion this was his worst match in that I've ever seen I've never seen Keith Lee in like a bad match until now wow and the reason why I say it was bad because it wasn't like a horrible match I'm considering the man who was in the ring I'm considering the man who I watched wrestle Walter in PWG. I'm considering all the Dajakovich matches. I'm considering his run in uh, Bola. I'm considering even ROH. I had never seen a Keith Lee match where I walked away and was like, that wasn't good. I was bored. This one, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is, the, this is your first real title defense since you gave up the North American title against Karrion Kross. I'm not even going to say anything about him just yet. But we've seen the work that Keith Lee does. We've seen him smash Gargano th- and then pounce people and do all kinds of crazy shit. We saw none, none of that in this match. Nothing. What we got was a match that started off on some harsh shit for like the first five minutes and then devolved into slow plotting limb work. And finished. It
1: was very limmy.
2: Dude, why? And then it finished without a sprint. There was no like real near fall. That was that we really bought into and then we got a, a saito suplex off the middle rope finished him are you serious now knowing what we know now and the injury
1: to cross do you not think that played in a part
2: in how the match ended no because if cross knew he was hurt if there was a signal that he was hurt they needed to call an audible on the finish
1: Lee was going up, I think. I think there was no auto. That shit. I think, yo, this is painful. I'm going to win.
2: First, Figure it I out. I mean, first and foremost, Lee should never go up. That's, that's the bigger problem. Because well, let, let's, let, let's talk about it. I've seen people say, well, he's going to the Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Here it is. Keith Lee was the hottest thing in pro wrestling from November and then Royal Rumble. And then it was like inevitable. Everybody was like, he's going to be champion. He wins the North American title. Pandemic happens. I interviewed him. Shuts everything down. Still hot. His takeover match for WrestleMania ends up being on regular television. Still is a good match with him and Damian Priest and Dijakovic. We're just waiting for him to become champion. Then, all of a sudden, they decide to counter-program AEW and have a champ versus champ match with no build. Zero build. Barely even interaction. Because if you remember, prior to that, Cross was the one going at Cole with the hourglass. And then Keith yep. Lee, the following week, smashed it on the ground. There was no build between Cross, I mean, between Lee and Cole. And then Lee goes over on Cole with Great American Bash in a solid match. wasn't like phenomenal, but with no build, it felt weird to just do this on regular television. It's like, all right, well, oh, that was a good match. It was, but it that was really. But good I'm good saying match. there was no build to it, so it's no. like he won, which was great, and we all felt the moment. But man, I keep saying it would have been better on Takeover, a champ champ oh, match. match.
1: That exact match would have been phenomenal on tape.
2: Like a champ-champ match at TakeOver because you would have built towards it. You would have weeks to invest in Cole saying, I'm unbeatable, I'm the longest reigning champ. Lee basically saying, I'm the hottest fucking thing in pro wrestling. Stop me if you can. And then we get to this particular TakeOver and they do this title-for-title title match. And you have this moment at the SummerSlam TakeOver where he's holding up both titles. Would have bought into it 100%. Instead, we get Lee going over on Cole on a TV show that you call Great American Badge to counter-program AEW. The following week, he has a match with Dijakovic, his buddy, for the titles, wins. The week after that, he says, you know what? I'm going to drop this title. Two weeks after that, he's in a few across. A week after that, he gets a fireball in the face. And a week after that, he drops the <laughs> other title. Are you kidding me? I love that she threw the fireball in the face. In there. Cause that, that, That's the story arc. There was nothing else memorable about it. like he watched adjakova get smashed by cross the following week that started the feud with him and cross they had to rush it because they only had like three weeks to build towards this shit, and they went right to a fireball angle And the last week they weren't even on tv they just ran a a, a a promo for their match so the match hardly had any heat but why if keith lee was so hot why does he need to go to the main roster now and i heard people say this he's done everything he had to do in nxt you know who else has done everything he had to do in NXT? Adam Cole. You know who else has done everything he had to do in NXT? Johnny Gargano. Tampa. Oh, yeah. Gargano. They they're not in they're not in uh, Raw or Smackdown and we're perfectly fine with that because we treat NXT like a third brand. And if Keith Lee can be the top dog of the third brand, not third place, just one of the three top brands, it's okay. He doesn't need to go to Raw or Smackdown where everything's crowded. He can be the let him have a run cole had a 300 400 plus day run garden ganos wrestled everybody and turned in phenomenal matches neither of those guys could have done that on raw or smackdown they couldn't have had that I mean, run oh. so why could Cole? Cole maybe sooner or later but not that type of no so on. why couldn't lee hold both titles even if he gave up one it made no sense like it would have been better one of the scenarios that you pitched was that cross beats leave for one of the titles, with maybe the North American title? Then at least I would have felt like he defended something, but he gave one up and just dropped the other. It was like systematic, like boom, boom, he, now he's gone. Yeah, He just got here. Like he really didn't get a chance to sit on top of the brand. And I have a problem with that. And then you leave with that kind of a match?
1: That wasn't great. That wasn't. then bad look, the next day you debut, oh man. With new generic creative player music, um, shorts that kind of look Samoa Joe-ish, and a t-shirt with no sleeves. Let's talk about it. Because they're trying to make you not look like the fat guy. Let's talk about it. You don't got to put a a t-shirt on every fat person.
2: Samoa Joe is proven this. There you go. So here's the issue. One, forget the music. The music sucks. We know it. There's an explanation behind that. All right? Cool. Cool. But putting him in baggy shorts and a shirt is basically Vince telling him he's fat. And if Vince does yep. that, there's not a lot of faith there. Even though people are like, oh, man, he's in a program with Randy Orton. Do you really think he's going over on Randy Orton clean? No. Not with Drew Mack no. waiting in the wings. There's absolutely no way Keith Lee is just going over. Now, you put him in this goofy-ass gear where, you know, you could call him Big L now. And you can tag team him with Shorty G. And now you have the <laughs> fucking hip-hop Dalmatians. Because, <laughs> dude, come on, man. Keith Lee. And then you had him shave his face, so now he's got this baby face look. It, I
1: don't like the shave face either. It's so much better with the beard.
2: There are so many things about Keith Lee that, because, again, we're looking at this as people who follow Keith Lee's career. Not listen, Alistair Black, I'll talk about him in a second. But even when he was Tommy Inn, never as hot as Keith Lee. Keith Lee was always that guy that you looked at and was like, oh, shit, man. If he gets a burn, he's going to be serious. When he showed up at NXT, he was like, oh, man, he's here now. And as he went through, between him and Matt Riddle, there were two people that were like, all right, cool. These guys, can they can make it. They look like some guys that can get over anywhere. What the hell is Matt Riddle? Exactly. So now he gets called up, and there's people like, oh, well, you know, he's on the main roster. Vince believes in him. Are you sure about this, guys? Everybody gets an opportunity as soon as they get called up. Riddle dealt with AJ Styles. What's he doing there? P Ricochet. Where's Alistair Black? Oh, he just turned heel on Kevin Owens. Why nobody? I knows. like that. But nobody knows. No, what I mean he happening. needs an edge. Right, but no. where's he been for like six months? Getting his uh, eye poked out by Seth Rollins.
1: By Seth Rollins, yes, yes, he has to come back with the the vengeance of a one eyed man.
2: Like okay, let's do another guy. Austin Theory.
1: Just uh, debuted in NXT yeah. this week.
2: Yeah, he got demoted basically.
1: <laughs> they use him for a second. He should have never been a, exactly. But. If you go back down, at least people know who
2: he is. But, but they knew who he was before. The, uh, my point is, they say they bring people up when there's no real room for them to do anything. Like they still stick with the same few talents in the same spots. And now that Roman Reigns is back, if you're on SmackDown, fuck. This is no Oh, no title shot. This is no disrespect to Roman Reigns. It's good to see him back. We'll talk about that in a second too when we get to SummerSlam. But there's no room for these guys to maneuver. So now you have Keith Leon Raw. Where he's going into a payback match with Randy Orton, which nobody really believes going over, but he comes in as just Drew Max's buddy. All right, whatever. But what is he going to do after this? Because the last hour is devoted to fucking Raw Underground. Oh God! What's he going to do? Y'all, like y'all, y'all gonna have to sell me on this one because he's he cooled off significantly. I would like for him to have a nice feud with Bobby Lashley though. You, you'd like it. I'd like it too. I don't
1: think we're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, but if that's like, say he beats Randy Orton, but he's not going to beat him, like, clean as a sheet. Like, Drew Mack will come out, Randy's staring at Drew too much, and then Keith Lee beats Randy Orton. They might even fucking make him roll him up. Because I really want to see what they call the Big Bang Catastrophe. Yeah,
2: I know.
1: Because, I mean, not to say that Vince probably wouldn't like that. Vince has a weird sense of humor. But I don't think they're going to call it the Big Bang Catastrophe. So we'll see. But even then, I don't think they let him hit Randy Orton with a finisher and win. So he probably rolls him up, beats Randy Orton. They think it's a fucking great moment. Keith Lee has arrived in which it doesn't make him
2: look strong at all. No. no. Wouldn't it be better? Slow build. Hey, it's Keith Lee. He's just smashing people. And, and on top of that, because what's the calling card for Keith Lee? When, when you think Keith Lee, what do you think about? I like the pounce. Well, big man with incredible athleticism.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Samoa Joe. So, you can't really do but that... Yeah, he's a friendly
2: Samoa Joe. Like, but you can't really do that with Randy Orton because Randy Orton's like a top guy and you still got to protect him because he's going to be in a match for the title against Drew Mack. So, you can't... He can't go balls to the wall doing topes and BBCs and all this other... Like, he can't do this shit. <laughs> he can't. Instead, you put him in a feud with somebody... I don't know. I mean i would he could have smashed andrade and i'd be like all right cool like have him beat people and show what he has we're not seeing what keith lee can do and that's not going to help his cause because there's no fans to pop for him either i don't give a shit about those fans in the ipads chris benoit was watching the match that was crazy but there's no there's no way to really gauge it so if he's not doing his best work what are we really doing with keith lee He's just another big guy. And he's not just another big guy. The guy's way too talented. So, bringing this back full circle before we go to SummerSlam. We probably should take a break before we start about, talk about SummerSlam. Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross was whack for so many reasons. And karma bit them in the ass because now Cross is hurt. And he's got to drop the fucking title.
1: Drop the title. What are we but doing? With that comes a match that I think you can't be bad. Cole Gargano, Ciampa, Balor. On a NXT special, I don't know how they just randomly got a Tuesday night. But, nonetheless, Tuesday night, hour-long match. I think it's an hour-long program. Let them have it. That'd be great. And Balor should be the champion this time
2: next week. Yeah. Balor should be the champion this time next week. Because you look at that list. Look, look, Ciampa going heel again was so fucking weird. That that was strange to me. Yeah. I think the plan was for Ciampa to feud with Cross, and now Cross is hurt. And it was like, "Well, I guess we'll just turn him heel and kill Jake Atlas." All right, cool, whatever. But if he can't win. Gargano can't win. Cole can't win. If Cole wins, it's the most ridiculous thing ever to find the belt back on him. It has to. Cole be. could win. He shouldn't though, because it feels like a big waste of him dropping the title the way he did. Yeah. I mean, and then he played.
1: He'd have to hold it again until Cross was healthy, because uh, Cross would have to come back and be like, "Yo, we got
2: unfinished business." You know what? It'd been better, Keith Lee still being the champ. Then we wouldn't have to deal with any of this.
1: I mean, that that ship had sailed. <laughs> so he was already in baggy pants. Uh, so I
2: don't know. What to talk. So yeah, <laughs> Balor should win. Pants. Balor should win this. It just feels like anybody who gets the title right now, it's a reset button. There's ways they can fix this now. Like I, it would. It's actually better, not, I don't want Cross to be hurt, but it's better that he goes away now because there was nowhere for him to go but down after he won the title in a fucking lazy, not a lazy match, it just wasn't a good match. There's nowhere for him to go but down. So if he comes back to claim what is his, I kind of buy into that. But him as a champ, even though it looked good, he looks great with the belt. Like he looks like the guy. And we said this when he showed up how can they fuck this up? Boy, they were dangerously close to fucking this up. The wrestling guy said, nah, we'll separate his shoulder and you guys can fix it when he comes back.
1: It's so my health a placeholder. But if we get like one more run, Finn Balor, then fuck it. Right? Like, I'm with it. So we'll, we'll see what it leads to. Point being, I have more faith in this because it's NXT. Main roster, what we're about to talk about. Whew. Lord help. <laughs> we'll be right back. You guys stay tuned. All right, we'll get back to the show in a second. But first, Sunday. Sunday. Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday. Ticket. TV. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players.
2: No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket. TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code Blue Wire at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday TV and use promo code Blue Wire.
1: Alright, it's the home stretch and we're talking about WWE main roster wrestling coming off of the heels of SummerSlam. Oh, let's see where we start with Summerslam. First off, it could have been worse. No, SummerSlam wasn't bad. It wasn't it could have been worse. I'm I'm not
2: sure if I'm okay to call it good yet. Well so I will say it could have been worse. Here, here's a question. The best match of the weekend was on which show? Um Summers. Nothing on AW
1: Summerslam. Summerslam.
2: Oscar and Sasha Banks.
1: Oh, yes, correct. I mean, but we said that could have been the best match yeah. last week. You're like, yeah, this is gonna be the best match of the week. So of course they showed out. Um let's go through some of the matches. Again, it wasn't bad. I I might be swayed to call it good. But let's see how I remember this. First up, Apollo Cruz versus MVP.
2: Why was this, on this the pre-show? Was, this was useless, and they, Apollo just kind of ran him over. Why did this even happen? Why? And then now you go to Monday, and he's
1: arm wrestling Bobby oh Lashley. Oh my god! And now they're going to do it at Payback. A payback uh, a week later. So stupid. I'm not previewing Payback either. No Fuck. <laughs> we'll just recap that. I'm not like I'm not doing it. It's ridiculous to have a pay per view after a pay per view.
2: Yeah.
1: Fucking. It's stupid. Makes no sense. Um. So Apollo Cruz wins. Yay. Um, open up the show, Bailey versus Asuka Sasha helps Bailey win and retain. This is good storytelling. Good storytelling. I thought it was going to be flip- flopped when we talked last yeah. week, but then Sasha ends up costing Bailey or just not helping Bailey. She celebrates when Bailey loses and has to go first. and then that was another nice like little Easter egg. And then so she helps Bailey win. Bailey wins cool you know we're gonna spread out to two matches give oscar a little bit of a break next match up street profits versus andrade and angel garza this match was
2: fine the you know it's cool you know what i I like angel garza a lot i do too i like like there when i did my match grades for this the first two things i wrote was montez ford's a a goddamn star and so is angel garza and even though i love andrade we've seen him at least get a push so he's at least had the u.s title montez ford's a fucking star And you watch Garza, and you're just like, this dude should be NXT champion. He never got his real proper run in NXT. No. He's, they're figuring it out. I watched him on Monday.
1: He doesn't need Zelina Vega. Mm -mm. At this point, they just give him a random hot chick to come out and rub his abs and stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can see where people got the Eddie Guerrero comparisons. Yeah, no.
2: He's Angel Gars is really good. He's really good. This and this match though was
1: eh. <laughs> it was all right. yeah, it was good. Whatever. Um, my Montez Ford is great. Like you said, the Frog Splash is incredible. Oh. Top three Frog Splash all time.
2: Dude, the man gets so much air on this joint.
1: Crazy, right? It looks amazing. It worries me about Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. I mean... You mentioned everyone like, oh, I really like this guy. This guy's a star. This guy's a star. I think we still both agree Andrade is a star whenever they want to
2: pull that trigger. Yeah. Dawkins is... There's one guy who isn't a star. Yeah, he's Tucker this. Um, he's a, he's good <laughs> for a hot tag. And he, I mean, he has good spots off of the hot tag, but if he ever had a solo career, it'd be over. So... Yeah, he's all hot yeah, tag. Definitely. Oh Yeah, so... Profits win.
1: I like that. Just because... You know, I thought it'd be a good spot for Andrade and Angel to win it. But they don't need the tag team titles. They need to break up. Yeah. So if they break up and have their own feud, then that's even better. And then, worst match of the night. Loser leaves WWE. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Man. Man. (laughs) It was supposed to be the hair match. Yeah. Then, obviously, there's a break-in. And Sonya Deville escapes being kidnapped. And arguably worse. Who knows? Because of some idiot wrestling fan who thinks he's in love with her, which is tra- traumatic to the umpteenth degree.
2: Why did they make her come back into work after that? no. don't know. Don't, this is, like this, the promo on, on SmackDown that night, the before this, and then the match itself, I was like, why Why are we even doing this? And she's still a heel? This is so strange. Yeah, it, it doesn't
1: look like they wanted to do this. It didn't look like they wanted to be there. They tried to change the stipulations. And it didn't matter. No, no this is bad. It was something that could have been written off.
2: Yeah, it was bad, and then, I mean, come on, guys. Mandy Rose is not good. Like, Sonya Deville is, like, she's okay. She's at least serviceable. Don't, don't tell that to big man. I know, right? But <laughs> Mandy's not good. And then she tries to do, the like, the V-triggers, and I was like, mm, this ain't working. The only cool spot in this match is when Mandy was sliding them chairs across the table, and I was like, yo, if Sonya doesn't duck in time, she's dead. She's going to get killed with these chairs. <laughs> But this, match wasn't, this yeah. match wasn't good, and I don't even know, like, now that it's over, well, now what? Because <laughs> they, they don't have anybody but each other. Otis came out and celebrated. Oh, God, God
1: damn. He still has a briefcase, man. still has a briefcase. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. He needs to catch in this weekend.
2: Oh... Against the Fiend? Dude, I don't care. hes I mean, Roman, Fiend, Strowman, just cash in and lose. I don't care. Just get it off of him. It was a waste of time. Anyway, moving on.
1: Horrible waste of time. And then we have Street Fight Rollins versus Dominic. Rollins, like Adam Cole, can wrestle a paper bag at this point. Yeah. I thought it was great storytelling. Um, Dominic didn't look horrible, but it's still a lot of Seth. Yeah. Just making this a palatable match. So I liked it. I I mean, it wrapped up the story kind of. I don't need them to go into payback (laughs) with Rey Mysterio now. I I needed Seth to win this and go into an actual feud. But whatever. After payback, it is there.
2: Dude. Yeah, Rollins is great. Uh, Dominic wasn't bad. The storytelling was great. Having Mama Mysterio come out. Like, all this stuff was really good. The only thing I really didn't like. Was Dominic trying to do the frog splash not once but twice after just watching Montez Ford, like, jump damn near through the ceiling? Like, Dominic's frog splash was not good. Just let it go. Find something else. And the hood, because it kept... I know what they were trying... uh, It was a callback to Mysterio at... I want to say Halloween Havoc. Can't remember. But the hood just kept getting in his face. But the match was good. Rollins, you know, mocking Ray and the, the um, his mother and everything that Rollins does here is great. It was great work. So this it was 22 minutes long, which is crazy. Was it the
1: longest well, Oh yeah, the mom yeah, the ma- mom came out on the mat and or to the ramp and stuff. It, it was very long. Yeah, it was a long match, but
2: it was the longest match of the night. But it was it was it yep. was perfectly fine.
1: I wasn't mad at this match. It was cool and then the best match of the night, Oscar versus Sasha, great storytelling, great spots. <sighs> Sasha overall like, well-rounded is the, in all facets combined, is the best women's wrestler on the planet. Now, if we just go straight in-ring, I mean, Asuka is still Asuka. And Io Shirai is Io Shirai. Sasha's not far behind. No, her. not at all. But if you go, if you add in character work, not to say Asuka's character work isn't amazing, because she's carried a brand for like a year. Uh, or at least since Becky left. So, you look at that, but there's just something about Sasha. She's just hit another level. And her losing felt right. Like it didn't bother me that she lost how she lost. Her looking at Bailey, her now missing that. The seeds have been planted. It's just how do you get to WrestleMania for the big payoff?
2: Yeah, I don't think they can wait that long.
1: Um I think so. It's a pandemic. They're still the tag champs. So you got a pay per view to lose to you know, lose the tag team championships um Bailey has to fight, you know, the other champions of the Survivor Series, so that's not happening. Royal Rumble, Sasha
2: can actually win. You're missing all these pay-per-views you're going to stick in between all this.
1: Yeah, I mean, but defend their tag team championships. Bailey has other title defenses. Like it, there's a lot of shit they can do in between to, to keep it to keep them away from each other. Yeah, I don't trust them though. Wasting that on a normal pay per view would still
2: I don't think they will waste it on a normal pay per view. I think they'll do it at Royal Rumble. Ah, uh, maybe not. I don't know. They they oh. may find a way to drag this out. I hope so. But watching this match, cause when Oscar wrestled Bailey, I was like, Oh, this is Bailey's like one of her best matches. And it's a testament to how good Oscar is. But then Oscar wrestled Sasha and I was like, Yo They're giving it to us. Like they're they're working snug. That power bomb on the on the outside, oh my god. I thought Oscar was dead. Like those two work. That like I could watch them wrestle every weekend. But the right decision was made. You put the Raw title back on Oscar. Now you're moving into a tag match with a tag team that makes absolutely no sense with Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. But whatever. It's just for payback. Like I'm.
1: It furthers the feud between uh, uh between Nia and Baszler, which they need
2: more. Non-title feuds. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. It's just a weird tag. It's weird because you're forcing it because you're having a payback pay-per-view. But whatever. Whatever. This match was... Real, it was the best match of the weekend. Best match of the weekend. The women's match. Did it again.
1: Hands down. Um, and then... Championship match. Not the main event. Like I thought. But the championship match. We have Drew Mack versus Randy Orton. The- I... Again, I liked it. I didn't mind the Claymore not being the finish get the backslide
2: and extending the feud cool with me again I'm giving a lot of praise to WWE stuff right now this is how you do a title feud neither of them hit their finisher in this match Drew wins by a backslide at SummerSlam which means you have to run it back this yeah. is this is how you do a long term title feud. Like if not running it back a week after a payback is also smart. Right. Like Moxley, if he would have did a backslide on Brody Lee, you could have ran that feud a little bit longer. That was what I predicted. He would escape with a victory. Not win definitively, because then you have nowhere to go. Drew yeah. Mack escaped with a victory. And then he gets his head kicked in twice on Raw, so now we have a feud. They did it right. This is one thing they did very well. I and the match was it was fine. It wasn't great, but I think it was a setup to what could be probably a stipulation. They're like going to do a last man standing match. I feel like that's where this is going to end because okay. Drew kept getting up from the punt kicks, and yeah, I think we're working to a last man standing match. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it
1: either. But Again, as long as it's not next week,
2: right? As
1: long as it's a build, I'm okay. That they're like payback, last man standing. It's ridiculous. So I'm glad that's not how that went In the main event The Fiend Bray Wyatt Versus the Choo Choo Train Braun Strowman <laughs> Strowman with an edge Um. So one Alexa Bliss does non-existent
2: Sure whatever
1: I mean that They built a lot off of that The match itself I didn't mind There was a lot of offense for Strowman oh, This match sucked I mean, what do you expect from a feat? Like, I expected
2: it to suck. You're, you're, like I said, it was going to suck. It sucked. It wasn't sick. Man, sucked. this match sucked. It wasn't great. Come on. It wasn't
1: good.
2: It wasn't good. For, it did suck. for a false Count Anywhere match, for the title, Braun looked like a complete idiot cutting the mat and then getting <laughs> Sister Abigail twice on the spot that he created. That wasn't great. And... That's not even, like, the Fiend's finisher. No. He hit you with his secondary. That's like being beat with two rock bottles. So, this is baffling to me. Or I mean, excuse me, two people this, this is baffling to me because, like, they ran the next snap spot. And Braun was like, all right, cool. I can go through that. Power slams the Fiend very early. Fiend kicks out. All right. They go to the outside for, like, 30 seconds. It was very short. No, they went to the outside. They went to Gorilla, where nobody was at. And they had a Sister Abigail spot. Braun kicks out. They go back to the ring, and that's when they end up doing the, the go home to the finish. This match sucked. It was just a bunch of moves. And I thought he was going to cut the mask off yeah, that, with the box cutter. And I was like,
1: okay, the mask is the like it's what's fueling the fiend, and the fiend's going to like wild out. The mask is cut, and Braun's going to win. No, but then he cuts the mat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like,
2: these two sisters. Yo, this match sucked, but it was all <laughs> it was all to get to Roman Reigns' return, which was we all popped for it everyone like it was funny i don't know if anybody was following my twitter because as the match ended i was like i I wonder what we didn't see coming roman reigns right and boom he came out i was like word because that's what we kind of needed right there because they kept saying you won't see it coming and i saw everything coming that night except for that but then i kind of saw it when i figured it out i was like oh the fiend one roman's got to be coming back so the problem with this match putting the belt back on the fiend was dumb It'll only be for six days, so you don't got to worry. But that's it why it's dumb. Because now you now he's becoming Bray Wyatt again. Now he's just coming in a vehicle to just push the championship onto somebody else.
1: No, he's not going to get pinned, though. It's a triple threat for a reason. But th- Roman's going to beat Strowman. Why he put the title on him in the first place? Because he had unfinished business with Strowman. So he goes over on Strowman, and what would have been a, a normal ass feud, I think that would
2: have been their normal feud if. We would have got Roman beating Goldberg, right? But so why does the theme go over on Strowman? Roman comes out there, beats up everybody, and now we're doing payback as a triple threat. Because he is,
1: what the shirts say, like, "Come wreck everybody, balance." Like but,
2: but again, so this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This match was the main event because of Roman Reigns coming back. That's the headline. Yeah. But if they didn't do a false count anywhere, and they just did a regular match, a Roman. Got them DQ'd by decimating everybody, I would have been fine with that. Cause now the title doesn't have to change hands. Braun didn't have to lose and get pinned clean as a sheet. And the fiend doesn't have to have the title just to lose it again. They could have there's another way to get here. The fiend is just like, when I talk about diminishing returns with the fiend, it's it's over. This shit is over it's not over I still like The Fiend that entrance was incredible the entrance is incredible but it's over in terms of him being like the guy there's no build to him getting the title because now he's already had it twice agreed we never wanted him with the title that's my point I
1: hope he doesn't have to be the guy I hope he's just like a guy who beats the shit out of people in secondary but my whole
2: point was slow build slow build we could've got like we could've got to like he never needed to drop the title he never needed to win the title he never needed to be wronged like, he never needed to go uh, lose to Goldberg. Like, everybody forgets that part. He got squashed by Goldberg. That was the worst. We're all trying to forget that. Yeah, but it happened. So now he's going to go into this match. He's going to lose the title again. But not
1: by pin this time, thank God.
2: But you know what? This, how this ends, right? He's going to get pinned. Not this weekend. The next feud. Roman's going to beat him clean. Then where does he go? Because now he's completely diminished. Now he's been beaten clean. Because the Fiends greatest asset was the so-called invincibility and now you've ripped that away from him and you completely tore it to shreds because if he gets c- pinned clean three times it's over
1: it's not over i still like the character there's worse character
2: dude the character is fine but the in-ring work is not great and taker was unbeatable
1: forever too but you can find feuds that make it make sense and make the character work
2: backwards it. like you what you said him and jeff hardy would have been a great feud
1: oh yeah I still hope that's a feud
2: but, with or without the but time. killing off the fiend like having him eat the pin cause it's going to happen with him and Roman he's going to eat the pin he's not as strong as he was before if he comes into these feuds as like a monster they already they blew their load on that already and meanwhile Strowman yeah. big show it's over for him
1: oh he's definitely a big show he shaved the dome it's a wrap yeah
2: it's a wrap. He's the big stro. So, like... It's all bad. I, I like Roman being back. I don't know if I like him getting the title right now.
1: Immediately. A week after? Yeah. It's tough. because It's a hard sell.
2: When was Roman the most likable?
1: When he had to battle through and
2: earn shit. Right. And when he came back from cancer and you put him in a feud, he wasn't in the title picture. Everybody was like, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, but they left him there for too
2: yeah, long. Yeah, they did. Well, they left him with Corbin for too long. Corbin for too long, yes. yes. But Roman, like um, him putting the title right back onto him, because right now he has an edge, and we're all, like, excited to see him. But it was always the same problem with Cena. Like, we all, like, Cena, nobody really disliked Cena, but it was like he kept winning the title. And it was like, come on, man. Can't he do something else? Roman doesn't need the title right now.
1: The best thing they could do, and they won't do it, because Roman's going to win. He's going to pinch Strowman. The best thing they could do is have Strowman cost Roman the Fiend like toss him out, hit him with Sister Abigail, something roll his ass out, and you have the fiend Mandible Claw Roman. And Roman lose clean to the fiend. Pass out. He doesn't got a tap. But if he passes out and you build the fiend to be like, yo, Roman just came back hot. And The Fiend beat him. And Roman's now hunting The Fiend. I'll take that for three months. I would take it, but not they're not going to do not it. Not vice versa. Not Roman winning, Fiend hunting him to only lose again. Right. I don't mind Fiend winning
2: and Roman hunting him. So in no scenario, we see Braun Strowman getting the title pack. <laughs> no, he's the big show. Why is he the smash then? What's the point? So he could eat a pin, or he could
1: cost. He he could do some stupid shenanigans that cost Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns
2: doesn't look too weak eating the mandible claw. Look, I think you're absolutely right. I think the best way to go is have Roman lose this match. Yeah, like even Big Slow
1: is gonna distract him, and then the Fiend will come out of nowhere
2: and get Roman. Even if the Fiend beats Strowman, like Roman Spears Strowman, and then the Fiend steals the pin. I'm fine with that. But he has to beat down Roman. Because we want, like, it's better if Roman's on the hunt. Yes. But they're not going to do. I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe they will. Because Vince is known to change his mind on a win.
1: That'd be a smart move. Let him hunt. Especially this new character.
2: New character, new teeth. (laughs) Let him hunt. Got the veneer. So, we're going to close out the show with this. Because now that Roman's back, there is no ambiguity on who's going to be the top dog in SmackDown. So leading up no. to all this, we've had this sustained Big E solo run, and a lot of people were like, "Hey man, put the title on Big E." Well, now it's probably not going to happen. But I know a lot of you guys follow my Twitter, and you saw what happened on Talking Smack, and with him and Miz, and I retweeted it, and I talked about white privilege. And boy, oh boy, I'm st- people are still in my mentions today. As we're recording the show on a Thursday, I tweeted this last week. And I mentioned because if you watch it, if anybody who hasn't watched, I don't know how, but Miz like Miz and Biggie are are having a talking smack conversation. ms basically says that Biggie needs to be serious. Biggie swerves it to Kofi, and how it took Kofi eleven years, and why there's no use in changing because it doesn't matter because he didn't get his opportunity when he was stoic. Nobody cared. Now he's throwing pancakes. People love him. They want to turn back stoic. Doesn't make any sense. And it became this thing about why it took Kofi so long to get his opportunity and Miz has had opportunities. And I tweeted, this is white privilege. Whether shoot or work, this was white privilege at its finest. Because Miz was like, everybody hated me in the locker room, but you still got a title opportunity. You still headlined WrestleMania. You came from the real world. You still got all those opportunities that Kofi took him 11 years to get there. People were mad at me. <laughs> Except for Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel, yeah. G- gave you the Twitter dad. Yeah. Rest, dude, I won't say anybody's names, but I've had a lot of wrestlers hit me up about this. Now, without giving away in too much of anything, this was a, there was a lot of shoot in this segment. Because from what I know about Miz, he didn't expect E to go there. And you can kind of tell if you're watching the segment, when Miz goes, well, couldn't he, he could have done something about that, couldn't he? It was like a real question that he asked E. Because he he was like, Well, you gotta do, you know, if you get five seconds, you could do something about it. And Biggie was like, No, that's not how this shit works. Because it was never about Kofi losing the, the Brock Lesnar. That's what it like Biggie made that very clear. It was never about that. It was how he lost to Lesnar and then losing and went shuttered right back into the mid card. And after having that big moment at WrestleMania, he gets squashed in seven seconds, and then he shows up the next week on SmackDown, he's not even mad that he lost. That's what he was talking about. Whereas when Miz lost, he got a rematch. He got to found his way back. Like Kofi's no closer to the title than Nakamura. Otis. No, Otis. Well, at least Otis has a briefcase. Otis is at least he has a briefcase. <laughs> Otis is closer. Like Nakamura is, is so far away from the title. That's where Kofi is right now. Yeah. And people were like, "Don't bring race, dude. It's white privilege," because they didn't see Kofi as a champion type. And I had so many people say. He's a mid Carter at best. You know who else was a mid Carter at best and won the title? Jack fucking Swagger.
1: Oh, God, that was bad. He had a WrestleMania program. A lot of mid-carders. So
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, don't give me that shit about Kofi was always a mid Carter because what was the best moment at, at WrestleMania? Kofi winning the title. Somebody was like, well, the people got behind, it, behind him out of nowhere. No, they didn't. We've been waiting for this moment for Kofi. It all happened by accident. This was not by design. The Miz was by design. There was no organic push for The Miz to ever win the title. Kofi was organic because Ali got hurt, he got in the elimination chamber, showed his ass, had that gauntlet match, and people were just like, fuck. But the the, the plan was always to get the title back to Lesnar. And we all understood that. It was just the way that it happened. And for yeah. Miz to say, like, just work your way back up, it's not up to Kofi to work his way back up. There's nothing he can do. The writer, And then Dave Schilling who's one of the people I'm going to out. Dave Schilling, who was a writer with WWE for less than a year, black man. He In my mentions, he retweeted, he was like, I was there, nobody believed in Kofi. As one of the writers in the writers' room, they didn't want this shit to happen. That's crazy. The fans really pushed that shit through. If there were no fans like this pandemic, Kofi would have never been champion. Crazy. Crazy.
1: And that's glaring because it shows how out of touch... Not just Vince, but the writers' room is with the fan base. Exactly. Exactly. They are, and we've heard it from, obviously, friend of podcast, friend of ours. They're writing for an audience of one. Yep. And their brains are now set up to write for an audience of one. What would Vince do instead of what is right? What does our audience want? What makes sense it's would Vince like this yeah and if you look at Kofi the answer
2: is no and I, I want to be clear about one thing when I mentioned white privilege a lot of people got mad white privilege you a well, white person having white privilege that doesn't make you racist it doesn't even make you a bad person none of that is true but to not acknowledge that exists is something that needs to be fixed because Vince has a type in the wwe and they're not black people they're not mexicans they're white people so the miz is the benefactor of fitting the kind of guys that vince likes it doesn't make miz a bad person until he doesn't acknowledge that the black wrestlers have it a little bit harder than they do just because of the way that they look they don't look a certain way yeah That's what white privilege is. People like, you know, he didn't get handed anything. He worked hard. I never denied that Miz didn't work hard because he improved drastically as a wrestler and as a talker. We're never, I'm not going to take that away from the Miz. But what I am going to say is he got more opportunities than if he was a shade darker, he wouldn't have had those, those same opportunities. And that's not Miz's fault. The only thing that could be Miz's fault is if somebody tells Miz, listen, this is what's happening. Here are examples of how this happens. And then you act like it doesn't happen. Or you argue the point, no, 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 I I didn't get any benefits. Dude, we're not saying that you didn't work hard. You did. You just had, like, the path, the the role was a little bit more paved for you than it was for others. And I want to make that clear because a lot of people came at me about white privilege and saying that's racist. I'm like, no, man, white privilege is a real thing. It's not racist. It's what people like. It's what Vince likes. It's the reason why there's a lot of blonde-haired women on top. He has a type America has a type And they don't look like Kofi Kingston We have to work Twice as hard to get half the accolades We gotta work three times as hard To get squashed by another white man in seven seconds There'll never be a moment Where Big E comes in And squashes the white man It's not gonna happen That's not Vincent's vision of America It's not Vince's vision Being a Trump supporter It's not but that white privilege is nothing wrong with that i like daniel bryan Sami Zayn, they'll all acknowledge it they'll say it, exi- yeah, it exists it needs to change that's how you combat it you can't fight it though you can't like miz was trying to fight it so like, it felt kind of a, a, a shoot and a work kind of in one because he was kind of saying like i work really hard don't take this away from me by saying it was privilege and biggie was like that's not the point point." and it's not so all you all of our white listeners listening your privilege doesn't make you a bad person it's just acknowledging what exists in this world because I have male privilege. Kel, you have it too. As men, yep. we are preferred over women. Black women are at the yep. bottom of everything, they need all of our support. But I have to acknowledge, as a man, I have a better chance of being a CEO of a company, of being a star, of being WNBA versus NBA. I know my male privilege. It exists. I have to acknowledge it. That doesn't make me a bad person. I just know that it's out there. So, white people just acknowledge this shit. It exists. You have an advantage. Deal with it. Just say it needs to change if you really want equality, or say I like it the way it is and I like my advantages. Just pick one.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself, man. It's it's definitely something in this climate that everyone has to realize, and it's just be honest with yourself. Outside of you know your phrase of reading the room, but just be honest with yourself, like. It's okay to say I was wrong. I'm opening my eyes and learning what is right. Look at this shit. It made Randy Orton wrestle good again. <laughs> like, it's okay. We didn't kill Randy Orton for it. I was like, oh, shit. Well, good job by you, Randall. Next thing you know, this motherfucker's in the title picture. and I'm hoping he wins. So, it's okay. But people are sticking to their guns, man. It It is crazy. So... That's our show for today. It was a ton of pro wrestling. It was great to really catch up and talk about that. We'll be back on Sunday talking about boxing and MMA along with whatever other craziness is coming up, craziness coming up. Uh, we gotta touch on versus Monica versus Brandy. So yeah, listen. I know you I know you probably had the crush on Monica. You don't seem like a Brandy guy.
2: Oh, I didn't have a crush on either of them. I think Brandy makes better music, though.
1: Alright, that's fair. We'll talk about that. Uh, next week's episode as well plenty of other stuff going on in the world that i'm sure we'll have to touch on i want to come back in here with a different bounce. i'm bringing two claws with me next time i want to have some fun so hopefully you guys stay safe over the weekend stay rona free follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on twitter corner club for life on Instagram. You can follow me at Cal Dansby, him at Andres Hale on all platforms. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to the sponsors. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered get in on all the action including a new nba bracket contest with plenty of chances to win mlb season is pushing into fall and there's no shortage
2: of ways to bet with hundreds of odds futures and props so take advantage of the return of sports and remember the casino never closes check it out all day all night go to betonline.ag and use promo code blue wire to receive your welcome bonus that's betonline.ag promo code blue wire Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.